I'm Joe Lurie, and this is the Gram Sham podcast series on Kaya FM. This is the Gram Sham on Kaya, where we go behind the filters of the Gram. Over the weeks, we'll be looking at all aspects of the social media platform, from the business side of it to the fun side, the psychology of it, the youth perspective, living your best life, and also hiding your pain behind filters. We'll be hearing about fronting and stunting, and some of the mummies of the Gram will speak out. I'm Joe Lurie. Welcome to the Gram Sham. Today we're kicking off with comedian, actor, writer, and TV presenter Trevor Gumby. Welcome. You forgot uh, TV producer, Joe. Uh, Just because you're a TV producer gosh. as well doesn't mean I can't be as well. Gosh, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't put SAFTA nominee, multiple. Thank you. And it's uh, no longer just stand-up comedian. I've added international stand-up comedian. I was in Botswana last Saturday, oh, so there. Botswana. So there. <laughs> wow. Anything I'm else you want to? Anything else you want to plug while we're here? Uh, no, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Trev, do you know why you're here? <laughs> no. So you know that I blame you partly <gasps> for this whole the Gram Sham thing. Why? <laughs> you know, a week before the uh, Youth Day. You and I bumped into each other outside of a... Repeatedly. <laughs> we did. Right? <laughs> we bumped into each other outside of a comedy convention. And we had a very deep vent session. Right. Um, do you recall the conversation? I do. Okay. I do. So do you want to talk about it a little bit? Uh, no, no. Because uh, my memory is not so great. <laughs> but uh, Is that because of your international trip to Botswana? Yeah, yeah. Look... I've been through so many border gates right now. So <laughs> so what we were talking about is um, we were very concerned about Instagram and a lot of the dreams that are being sold to young people on Instagram. Yeah, and what um, kicked it off really was the fact that you had just spoken to people who felt like, their dreams were rubbished by the fact that there is no money in producing television in, yeah. in our country. And it, it it stemmed from the fact that people look at people who are either on TV or make TV and think that we're all the Fergusons and we're all rich yeah. and drive fancy cars. Well, that's the thing is I think people look at Instagram, they see a particular... It's all about perception, perception versus reality, or perception mm. is reality. They look at Instagram, they see a particular lifestyle on Instagram, they believe that to be true, and they were horrified when I um, openly said, don't believe everything you see on Instagram. It's not all you know, expensive cars and fancy holidays. There's not a lot of money in this business, and I was you know, sort of almost booed out of the room. <laughs> Um, it got a bit awkward. So can't believe you're almost booed by a bunch of comedians, <laughs> which is terrible. I mean, they heckled me, but <laughs> you know the thing is, is it really concerned me because a lot of them are, you know, they're not kids, but mm -hmm. a lot of them are considered youth, and they are in this industry. And I feel like maybe they should have known a little bit better. They should be a little bit more sussed or yeah. less naive to it. And it started to weigh on me because I thought, what about the kids? The kids who aren't in anywhere near this industry. Mm. Now, Trev, you and if I If these worked, grown people couldn't uh, understand what exactly, you were saying. what about the kids? Yeah, all right. So you and I have worked together for a very long time. I've known you for a very long time. We've worked at mm -hmm. big studios together. Right. Now, I've seen at these studios, and I, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh -huh. I've seen at the studios... Um, 
<laughs> celebrities walking into the studios, arriving, looking hella tired, not looking great, just like regular people. I'm not like, I'm not shading anyone. They just look regular. They are stressed. They may be fighting with their bae. They are... um, Real. Real. They maybe arrive in a a polo or, you know, whatever. They then go into makeup. They have their face beat. They get into their sponsored clothing. They go into the parking lot and stand next to a fancy car that doesn't belong to them. They then take selfies with that car, with their makeup on now, and then mm. next thing that goes up onto Instagram, hashtag blessed. I've you know, seen it so many times. I've seen this a number of times. So I've seen this happen. So many times. Grown women, grown, grown men. Grown women, grown men. This happens a lot of times. So... I've seen this, I know this happens, and yet still I sometimes buy into this on on Instagram. So we know this happens. Kids don't know this happens. So they're seeing their role models out there, always living nice lives. And then they think that that's what their lives have to look like. And then their lives don't look like that, and then they think they're failing. Right. That leads to all sorts of feelings of inadequacy that leads to depression. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Like, Ekasi, this, uh, uh, depression is not diagnosed, you know? It's like people will say, ah, when I travel, I'm in my moods. I mean, you know, we, we don't have that and we don't know where it comes from. And it's so, stigma, yeah. You know, and it does come from Instagram and the way that we post. Um, now the kids kind of feel like they've got to be into horses, and horse riding because they've seen Bonang and Sizwe uh, Zomo um, at the polo, you know? The mm. only way that uh, these black celebrities have gotten into watching polo is because the likes of uh, Stain City want to attract more black investors or, or black people to buy in their... Um, in the equestrian uh, uh, villages, you know? Yeah, but it's also countrywide. I mean, there's Valdivie, there's, there's plenty. Yeah, all it's, of those. It's an event thing. Look, it's a lifestyle thing, and I think that's what Instagram does. It sells a now, lifestyle. Now, where's a kid from Soweto going to get a horse from? Those horses are being used to drag charcoal. They're busy. <laughs> Let's play polo. I'm at work. Trev. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> How often have you been guilty of selling dreams or making it look like you're living your best life when actually the situation was very different? Very often. Very often. Um, it's just selling dreams, making as if I'm something that I'm not. And um, after that, it became uh, uh, just trying to stay relevant. I'm just trying to be like, oh, Trevor hasn't fallen off kind of thing, you know? And then it also became a thing of um, just keeping up appearances when uh, acting as if I've still got lots of work so that people be like, oh, no, no, he, he's busy. Like, But let's call him for the audition anyway, you know, kind of thing. Um, it was not wanting to fall off the map. Um, and then came a stage of uh, when I got separated. Then it was more of um, Trevor's living the the time of his life. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to make it as if I'm better off without my ex. You know, I rented a, a, a house that was way too big, way too expensive for me. 
because I wanted to show her and her friends that, oh, you think you kick me out the house, you'll see I'll have a better life, you know? But then it was just lonely, but I still invited people over, and when there were people over, take loads of pictures, you know, pool parties, game nights, uh, Sunday brides, Sunday lunches, all of those, and save the pictures and just like randomly post them during the week, you know? Like, yo, this is the party house at the divorce house, you know? Uh, so this was like revenge posting. It what? Oh, you've given it a name. <laughs> it was. It was. So this is the new revenge body. It's like revenge posting on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, and I did the revenge body thing yeah, as well. Yeah, you did I, too. I, I yeah. went crazy in the gym. I I, I jogged ten k's every day you just to post tea. it. Yeah, still have my specialty. That's my company TLC. If anyone wants oh, to join, God. it's <laughs> not I a pyramid just, scheme. Uh, okay, opened what? it up for a new plug. It's TLC. It's a company that was started in uh, America. Um, I did in not invite you here to plug your thing. No? Oh, okay. I thought you were interested in my tea. <laughs> no. I think people are. If you are interested, just um, go onto my Instagram page. Okay, it's back to the Graham oh. Sham. Oh, yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. I, 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 I am guilty of that. Um, and uh, after our conversation and after your initiative that uh, you started on uh, June 16. I've actually not done that since. Um, and I just want to be real now on the gram. Okay. And um, I've been having stages of my, I've, I've gone through a stage in my life where I, I was depressed because I didn't have the work. Uh, the breakup was hard. Uh, not seeing my kids was very difficult. So, and I was drinking every day and there was nothing for me to post. Hmm. And in those instances, I just stay off of Twitter and I stay off of Instagram. And what it's done, staying off of there, I'd no longer drunk tweet or, you know. Which is a relief because you, know, you <laughs> yeah, had some very geez. interesting. Um, yeah, my vocab becomes kind of <laughs> special when I'm, when I'm drunk. Yeah. You had some interesting outbursts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So now, uh, what's really helped me uh, in the mornings because I do find that I look on Instagram and my peers are doing so well and it depresses me how well they're doing and I feel like, why am I being left out? I'm not working hard enough, blah, blah, blah. So now, overnight, I charge my phone in the kitchen just so when I'm in bed, I, I, I'm not on my phone anymore. That's very smart. And in the morning... It's hard to get out of bed here. Huh? Yeah. And in the morning, it's too far for me to just reach for it and go instantly onto Instagram. You know, mm. I give myself a good start to my day now. That's very smart. By just not going on Instagram. It was it was very interesting. I happened to come across a, a T-shirt yesterday that's got a, a picture of somebody scrolling on Instagram, and the the caption on the shirt is to compare is to, to despair, uh, and it's very true. To compare is to despair. Yeah, com comparison is the thief of joy, my and man. I think that when we keep comparing ourselves to others and we're comparing ourselves to a, a snapshot of their lives. They're showing us the very best moment of their lives. Like I could take a picture of us right now sitting in the studio. There's one isolated moment of my day and the rest of my day could be very ordinary or very not great, mm. but people are going to be like, oh, you know, her, she's living her best life sitting in a studio with Trevor Gumby. She's, you know, her career is soaring. She's, you know, only hanging out with celebrities. And that's what people will think that I do all day. And it's not the truth. It's not a true reflection of my day. This is what I'm doing right now in this moment. But 
you can't compare yourself to one moment of someone's day. Okay. And people really want to, on Instagram, they don't show the worst moment of their day. They show you the very best, most successful moment of their day. They're putting their very best foot forward out on Instagram. The same way we do. Mm-hmm. You would never post your worst moment. But that's, that's the double-edged sword that it is, Joe, because... If you post exactly what you're going through, uh, like if I'm going through something emotional in my life or I, t- I talk about um, relationship and how I'm feeling bad about my relationship uh, with uh, my my ex or when she was my wife, you're an honorary member of Black Twitter. So you know how <laughs> <laughs> you are. Joe. I was inducted. Yeah. You were inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, people go at you, you yeah. know? It's hard. So that's why people no longer post you don't their know where feelings. The line is. Yeah. yeah. Look, I where find is it's, the, line? The, the line is blurry. I think that you must understand that Twitter and Instagram, they're not your friends. You have friends in real life for you to offload your feelings. Mm. I choose to be real on on Instagram when I've come to a point of where I have perspective on my feelings. I don't go and offload my feelings when I'm lost about my feelings. All right. I don't go there to seek advice or or meaning about my feelings. I right. go there when I have my own meaning. I think that's a mistake I made and uh, a yeah. lot of people have made. Yeah, it's you, you can't find meaning there. People won't come there to, they're not coming to your rescue there. So rather, po- what you're saying is rather post in retrospect. Yes, when you found your perspective on them. When I go and I, and I post my feelings, it's because I've already found my gratitude and I've already found my lesson. And then I go to share my lesson on them. But in my darkest days, I would not go there to seek meaning or to seek solitude or look for a friend there because you will not find it. You yeah. will not find a soft landing. I think I noticed that uh, that you did that with the passing of Akumzi. You didn't go straight away and post things. Um, you waited a while and then w- when you were missing him, you posted that you do miss him. Yeah. I Look, I shared on the day. Yeah. But I shared a lesson. Right. On the day that he passed, I already, I already knew what my lesson was on that day because y- you know that we had had a fallout. So I went to go and share a lesson. I don't go there to seek advice from people. I, I have learned. Yeah. You know, we've all learned the hard way. We were very early adopters yeah. of, of Twitter. We know, right. I, you know, I've been there from the beginning. We've all learned the hard way. We have been burnt many times mm-hmm. on those platforms. You know that you don't go there to, to find friends. Um, people are savage yeah. on social media. Um, the Gram Sham, for me, is, a, it is a, a platform to share. And I want people to be more real. But I want people to not make the mistake of thinking that it is a place for, you know, for, for you to go. Catharsis. It's not your therapy. There are places for you to go seek help if you feel you want to hurt yourself or you feel so deeply depressed that um, you're in danger. The internet is not, you know, social media is not going to be that soft and kind. It's humanity. It's, let's not talk we're about... We're not there yet. Let's we, not talk not about the, the, yeah. the internet as if there aren't actual human beings behind it typing these things it's it's humanity that's wrong um a couple of months ago there was um 
a person who wanted to kill themselves by jumping off a bridge or a building in Johannesburg Central. And the crowd that formed at the bottom was screaming, jump, jump, there jump. There will always be those people in the crowd who scream, jump. That is who... Then they all start screaming, jump. Yeah, and it's groupthink. So there, there, are, there are wonderful people out there on mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. There are, but there, are, there will always be that one person. And we listen to the, the, the negative voices. They're louder than the others. Ah, you know, that's the truth. We hear the, the, the nasty things louder. Empty, empty heads are the loudest. Or the most insecure person in the room is the loudest. Mm-hmm. And empty vessels make the loudest noise. That's the one. I, yeah, the English. I don't think my English has kicked in properly yet today. <laughs> well, I'm just low on megabytes. But <laughs> Speaking of English, tell me about some of the things you posted for the Gram Sham because they were some of the realest things I saw go oh. out there. Talk about making yourself vulnerable. I was quite like taken aback about some of the truths you told and I like almost wanted to, as your friend, like almost <laughs> wanted to like stop you in a way and go, <laughs> no, it's Trev, enough. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm yes. so nervous for you because they were so... I remember Real. the one, the one I posted uh, my bank balance, what, what I, what I had, yeah, I w- what I had left, and it was, I think, less than ten rand or something. And you, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, then, <laughs> Joe then calls me and offers me a loan of I money. Was, <laughs> I was, I was so concerned. No, I'm like, no, I, I strongly believe that there are lessons in hardship, and you have to go through it in order for you to appreciate when you do have. It's like uh, growing up in poverty. You you get to appreciate the money that you start making. Mm. I was a fool for not appreciating it. I I got a lot of money too quickly, and I then just splurged on drugs. And I'm not talking about when I got into the industry. Mm. This was when I moved from Durban, and I came to Johannesburg, and I started working in clothing stores. That money for me was like, whoa! And yeah, the year 2000, I started on cocaine and it was a a generation's worth of coke I was doing. (laughs) You know, 10 years of not knowing what to do with all this money. Five lives. I have. I was bankrupt at the age of 25. And then again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What was my point though? So the posts that you shared. So you shared a couple of posts. One of them was your bank balance, which was Mm. very, very low. Like you you Mm. had like, I can't remember. It was was like very little. Less than 100 rand in your bank account. And I think I think, uh, I would like to make a habit of doing that. I think so. Because... I post when I'm having fun, and the most fun I have is when I'm with my sons abroad or on any holiday with my sons, and it looks so fantastically expensive, and but it's not really, you know. I would like to start posting things like, okay, it's now, for example, April. I am starting to save for my December holiday. Mm. So people don't actually, you know, come December, then people are like, oh, just Trevor just emptied his bank account and mm. went. You plan it a year in advance, you know what I mean? That's the thing. So I found July. <laughs> I was discussing this what, with someone What, the Durban yesterday. July? You're no. so black. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't go to the Durban July anymore. I <laughs> anymore. lived in Durban for, for 25 years. I'm over the Durban July. Um, I found in July, I found Instagram very difficult in July because um, 
this July I didn't go away and everyone on Instagram seemed to be in Europe. <laughs> and I found this July, I was like, oh, shame girl, you've got problems because really? I was so jealous. I, I really found, yeah. I found Instagram to be very, uh, like I was a bit depressed. Right. I had terrible FOMO and I had, I felt like a loser. I felt like, I felt like left behind in life because everyone was in Europe. The perception in my head was the whole world is in Europe and I'm a loser because I couldn't afford to go on holiday this year because, you know, mm. I've like started my own business and I had to make decisions about like canceling a trip and not going away and the rest of the world is on yachts and yeah. and that's the gram sham. Do you, did you feel like those people can see you and see no, your feelings? I, no, it wasn't. A, firstly, yes, a little bit like, well, I'm not keeping up with the rest of the world. and yeah. But it wasn't about that. It was just about how it made me feel. Mm. It made me feel inadequate. It made me feel less than. I didn't feel like I was doing enough. Or I, I'm a grown-ass 40-year-old woman, yeah. and I felt less than the rest. I wasn't keeping up with the rest of the world. And that is exactly what the Gram Sham is, is that you believe that that's what people do with their whole, well, and then like every everyone's in Europe. No, not everyone. You know, maybe 10 people on my timeline were in yeah. Europe. And the truth is, I had to give myself a good talking to and think, hang on a second. I went on three overseas trips last year. Exactly. I had to save my ass off right. for ages to go on those trips. Mm -hmm. The people who are in Europe in July, they saved. Yeah. You work, you save. So I had to pull myself together and go, you know what? Don't begrudge them those trips. Exactly. They saved to go on that one trip. Exactly. You work 51 years a week, 51 weeks a year yeah. to go on that trip the same way they did. So don't like... Absolutely. It's one week. And the only reason that you, we kind of feel like everybody's in Europe is because those 10 people on your timeline are posting a lot That's because exactly they're discovering is. a lot of things. And also because, come on, it's Instagram. It's your opportunity to show off. Exactly. You want to show people you're living your best life. Yeah. It's human nature. You know, I like, I don't want to give people too much. I don't want to throw too much shade at people about it as well. I, I get it. You're what, in Europe and you want people to see you're in Europe. What did we do for that uh, before Instagram? What did we do for, to, to give ourselves that feeling? I don't know. What did we do? Word of mouth? We I told people? We boasted. To whom? You can't boast to the entire country. Who do you boast to? Send a telegram. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, it's not as if there's a new human emotion that was invented alongside Instagram. It, yeah. It's not a new emotion. So where did we get that gratification from before Instagram? Because maybe if we adopt that again, we'd feel less insecure and less jealous. No, and it's, it's much more expensive. You used to buy presents for all your friends that you could boast about your trip when you saw them. Now you don't have to buy presents for them because you post on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know, Trev. It was a boasting thing. Now you boast like to thousands of people at one time. We used to boast to our family and friends. So Look, that's it's a it. validation thing. It's, it's definitely a validation thing. The thing is, with the the... Like the, with these platforms being invented, the need for validation has become bigger because our circles, we've the, we've, we, the need has become greater for our circles to become bigger. Mm -hmm. 
the, make the circle bigger. That is the, yeah. it's just like we, the, the need for followers has become greater. We used to have circles of 10 or 20 or 50 or 100. Like if you were very popular, you had 100 friends to right. come to your party. Yeah. Now we want thousands of followers. It's just, it's yeah. just the need has changed. Your heart's in the right place if you, your need for followers is because of money. If you are an influencer who's getting paid to put, to sell Lou Harley bags, you know? Um, yeah, I know, so, but people, it's so, just a number now. It's a numbers game. People just want for what? more people if to see If I'm not getting money them. from my followers, for, uh, from having a lot of followers, then why do I have the followers? Do you understand what I mean? Mm. It's a money-making thing. Like, there are brands who have approached me to tweet or post for them because of the number of followers I have. Yeah, look, but you're famous. I'm amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> we've, heard, we've heard you've been you've been plugging so much. Yeah, I know. Okay, right? let's get back to Instagram. Okay, so you have used it in lots of different ways, obviously to plague stuff as well. <laughs> you're not allergic to a plague. You also used it to announce your divorce. Yeah. Tell tell me why. Um, have you noticed that when couples break up on Instagram, um, they it, it's very loud because not because of what they post f- going on, well, what, what what they do, but it's loud because they delete every single picture that they have with that partner. Mm. And then they start posting of uh, uh, revenge party type things and having fun parties late at night. They start uh, wearing less and going out more kind of thing. Mm. Okay. So I wanted to control the narrative mm-hmm. um, with journalists and uh, just the general public. I didn't want any rumors and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't want the uh, Sunday papers to make money off of it. Okay, so I wanted to be in control and so did my ex to say, okay, we have split and this is our statement. Okay, which is what we did. We both posted the same picture of us and it was like a... Yeah, it was like a a jagged... A jagged edge, like a torn picture. You know what I mean? So people saw it on my page and they were like, he must be joking. Let me check his wife's page. And... Vice versa. Even me, I was shocked here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then that, that very week, we sent out the press release. And then I waited just a little bit before I started plugging my divorce to a uh, comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying about you not being allergic to a plague? <laughs> <laughs> it worked out brilliantly. It did. Because... I liked the fact that we could control the narrative and... I mean, you didn't even warn your friends about that. I mean, I can't, <laughs> can't even tell you how many times that picture was screen grabbed that day and we we were WhatsApping oh, wow. it amongst ourselves. Oh, wow. Going, what? What is going on here? Right. So you announced your divorce on Instagram. What would you not put on Instagram? Where's the line for you? Because, okay, so I just want to refer to, <laughs> I mean, on Twitter, there you have put some outrage. I mean, you really, like, you put some outrageous stuff on Twitter about, remember, like, fights you've had with your wife oh, and, yeah. like, terrible things. Horrible. I mean, that is just, it's just a matter of history. This is not me, like, dragging up, <laughs> you know, unnecessary stuff. You, Peeling my scabs. I just, what I, what I want to establish is the line. Like, you you seem to not have a line. <laughs> In terms huh. of what you won't share, 
I mean, uh, like, uh, you know, Trev, one thing everything. I love about you is that you regret very little. It seems mm. to be that you, you have a very good way of putting in perspective your past and going, it's not something that I, I want to regret because it's part of who I am and part of you know, my story and it's got me to where I am right now. Absolutely. And I, I refuse to regret it, even that Twitter outburst. Right. It's just part of my story. So where's the line? Like, what would you not put? The only thing, the only thing is um, uh, I ask Jamie and Jody, my sons, I, I ask them before I post them. So with them... It's not a matter of where do I draw the line. It's just I need their approval because they're their own people. They're their own personalities and they might not want something up on my page about them. Yeah. So I always get permission from them first. Even when they were little? Not, no, now. <laughs> when they were little, I could do as I wish. <laughs> but these kids have rights now. You know, it's illegal to, yeah, it's illegal to, to, to spank your kids. So is there anything that you've put up that you think that they will regret or will be embarrassed about? No. No. I've, they've seen me in full drag. They've seen me wearing wedding gowns. They've seen me naked. Uh, they, they've seen me in all kinds of situations on my pages, be it Twitter or Instagram. Um do you think they realize how much of what goes on Instagram is not necessarily real? Have you discussed? Oh this yeah, with them? absolutely. They'd be with me, like, and, hey, look at what I just posted. They're like, dude, come on, we sitting right here. <laughs> oh, they they do know. They do know. You set up an Instagram account for them when they were still quite little. What do you tell them about what they can and can't post? Nothing. Nothing. They can post what they want. It's their page. <laughs> Why can't they? So they have no boundaries either. <laughs> no, they. If if I want them to grow up being independent uh, uh, members of society. Why would I tell them to post this? Like, what would I even be telling them to post things that I like? I'm not trying to raise another me. Oh, fuck. No, not another me, dude. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, my word. So, yeah. Oh, and, like, I know they don't go onto porn sites and stuff. I know they're at that age, but I know that they are not those type of kids. I think I did a good job with that. Yeah. And I was having a conversation uh, about this with a friend of mine who's also a parent. And I was like, why are these kids not, like, hi hiding porn magazines under their beds? And oh, okay, because we don't have magazines anymore. It's all on your phone. Mm. But... The person said to me that these millenniums or whatever you call them, they have so much access to everything that it's not a taboo. It's not a thing that they would be into. Yeah, because it's not, it's not interesting enough because yeah. it's not forbidden. Yeah. Yeah. It's that age-old thing. If, if, your, if your parents smoked, you wouldn't necessarily rebel by smoking as mm -hmm. well because you'd just be, oh, I'm turning into my mom. Yeah, boring. Yeah. Let me do something else. Yeah. Show him. Trev, do you think that um, they are sussed about this industry, their role models not posting things that are 
uh, legit or real? Do you think that they are, are sussed about the Instagram sham? Uh, I know that they sus- they they know what's uh, not real b- because they're always going on about these uh, YouTubers, uh, some American twins, uh, blonde twins, and they are very wealthy uh, YouTubers. And my kids are like, there's no way that they can afford four La- four Lamborghinis and that mansion they live in. Um, the Brody twins, you should actually look look them up on YouTube. Uh, Logan and Paul. Logan and Paul. Mm. And they they understand that it's for entertainment, that these cars are hired, that house is hired, they don't really live there. That's just where they shoot from. Yeah, the one kid's got like 12 million Instagram followers. Do you Are you talking about the same ones I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. So my kids are into that, but they know that it's, it's not legit. Okay. And they've been around us. They've been around studios. They've been around movies and drama sets. And they know, oh, okay, that's hired. Uh, that's just how the character should be. Um, they've been to wardrobe. Oh, so this person didn't come with their own clothes that we see on TV. So they know. So there's hope. Uh, no, well, hope. is there? They're well, privy it's... to the, the, the industry. Yeah. What about the kids who aren't? And how do you get the message out there that this is not real? Hmm. Question well, for we another can, day. We can only hope that the, the generation that comes next knows better and doesn't fall for the, the gram sham. Hmm. Trev, thank you very much for sharing your insights on this. Yeah. You can follow Trevor at Trevor Gumby. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gram Sham podcast series with me, Joe Lurie.